Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Juha Stenberg, CEO at Emabler. Juha helped me understand the growing space around electric vehicles while providing me with another solid example of how API First can help startups be more competitive in these fast-paced industries. Start with the basics. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah. Hi, hi I'm Juha Stenberg from Emabler. Thanks for having me in your show. I'm the CEO and co-founder in a startup that is focusing on electric vehicle charging. And to, to be more precise, we are a API-first platform that connects um, electric vehicle hardware um, to different existing systems. And uh, basically these systems can be anything from payment, CRMs, um, ERPs, and so on, because Fundamental when the electric vehicle charging is now kicking off, um, different stakeholders need to design uh, carefully what kind of services they will provide for their customers. So why why does API first matter in this business? Well, it, it's a good question, and the, the, the let's say. The brutal truth is it's a coincidence. It's also um, time to market. Kind of like when you're building a company, you need to kind of like focus on how do you get fast to the market? So you can um, test your service, you get traction from the customers and so on. And of course, with the API first, it is a lot easier and faster for us to build, uh, build a platform because we, we don't need to care about CRM functionality. We don't need to care about billing or invoicing functionality, um, user interfaces uh, for the end users and things like that. So we kind of like, uh, we were looking at the, at the um, services and, and the business that, okay, what is kind of like the uh, subject specific that we need to do um, in-house and then we, um, we started to discuss with the different stakeholders that already um, provide systems and um, how to integrate with them. Then of course uh, once doing that and talking with the, with the customers of course we found out that, that it's actually a great value for, for our customers because who wants to operate several different CRMs have customer data in different locations who wants to operate different uh, invoicing systems because it's you know it, it's expensive for the uh, for our customers who are b2b customers but then if you look at the end user the end user experience might be a little bit complicated you have lots of different um, interfaces you might get different invoices and so on so that's i mean that was the the reasoning uh, why we focused on on the api first of course, yeah. uh, the, and then the other one was that, that when we were looking at the competitors, uh, we call our competitors uh, ver vertical monolites, kind of like, you know, they have built all, all of this. And then we we're thinking, okay, do we want to be the 20th company doing the same thing as they are doing? 
why don't we do, do it differently and uh, stand out that way? So that was the reason. So, so it sounds like specialize, do one thing, do it very well, stand out, be plug and play uh, as part of a larger stack and, and that you'll be, be able to compete and be innovative by, by, by focusing just on that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then, uh, let's say, a little bit later on uh, during the process, we noticed that actually what is the, uh, when we talk about these, uh, our APIs, we, we are, of course, the first thing in mind is that, okay, you need to uh, connect with uh, CRM, for example, where the customer data is. But then um, going along with, with our, our case, uh, we noticed that actually there are, coexisting different ecosystems and uh, our customers want to connect uh, with different ecosystems and then if you remember we are in electric vehicle charging and one of the big ecosystems is of course the energy uh, energy systems so then to think about okay how do we connect electric vehicle charging seamlessly to the um, energy system because energy system is facing uh, also tremendous changes um, as we speak, uh, you know, windmills, solar, uh, smart homes and things like that are coming in, into the energy system and someone needs to then build um, um, solutions for the end users um, that add value, of course, for the end user, but then there are also other business potential doing that. So why why is all of this kind of converging the the home the all the electric usage uh, a problem is is the the current grid not not really designed to handle all of this type of usage and and are 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 your customers I mean are you you guys part of trying to figure all this out how to how to make improve the grid and and is it, uh, the, provide the data that's necessary yeah, exactly. So if, if you look at the, let's say, the traditional way of building energy system is that you have the production, let it be coal, let it be nuclear, hydro, kind of like pretty predictable, uh, big, uh, big production facilities that were kind of like, um, I'm not saying easy to manage, but basically those who own the assets knew exactly how much will we produce tomorrow in one year because all these um, service periods were carefully planned when they are um, off, off the grid. Now what, what is happening is that um, um, we, we, we see um, the windmills, uh, wind, uh, wind power built and that of course depends on the weather. You know, uh, uh, Then we, we see uh, solar, both local and solar farms um, um, build. So we start to see um, pr uh, energy production to be a lot more volatile. So you, you don't know exactly how much you are going to pr produce. Therefore, the what the energy system needs uh, is then, if it cannot control fully the production, it needs to find ways to control the consumption because they, these two need to be in balance and in, in that electric vehicle charging and of course the, uh, the storage capacity, capacity um, uh, of the batteries 
it's it's a huge asset for the for the energy system and this is the area where we work that that's why you need to uh, you know um, provide uh, information and apis to different uh, real-time information and, and uh, uh, apis to different system yeah i could see it's a, a potentially pretty volatile market as far as ups and downs and be, being so new as we're trying to replace this this old old way of doing business with the, this a variety of new ways of doing business that it can be pretty complex is there what's the regulatory influence over all of this look like as well yeah the, the, um, the regulatory uh, well i would say that there are couple big reasons why the change is happening and it's actually speeding up i mean we are based in in helsinki finland europe and of course uh, europe um, it has had it uh, um, goals to be uh, carbon neutral and uh, use less fossil fuels because of the co2 and, and, and the uh, climate crisis so that's of course uh, behind many of the regulatory uh, reasons. And of course, I mean, basically the, the need to use less fossil fuels and emit less CO2 is of course there behind. And the regulatory is then uh, trying to guide the market uh, to make the right decisions, um, right investments right services that this would happen as soon as possible and uh, yeah but then of course there is also the the, the fact that the the market is is working to that direction because uh, uh, let's say 10 years ago uh, the price to produce uh, for example electricity with the solar panels was a lot higher uh, the price of uh, storage capacity was a lot higher now when the market is um, uh, growing technology is developing the cost of these uh, units is uh, sharply decreasing so it, it's not only anymore the regulatory but it's it's common sense it's it's good business to uh, to go to that direction yeah and it feels like uh other regulatory influences beyond environment might come into play here as well and other api resources like payments feels i mean you're you're having to charge for for the access across uh many different jurisdictions and regions so how does how does payments play a, a role in, in in how you run your business yeah yeah good uh good, good question uh and to be to be honest uh, if we look at the Europe at the moment and the payments, w we are not yet there where we should be when it comes to the simplicity for the end user. Uh, I mean, if, yeah, I'm, I'm driving with the electric vehicle. Uh, in order to charge in the public uh, locations, I need to have a bunch of different mobile apps uh, to identify myself and, and uh, pay for the charge in the pub public locations. This is, uh, uh, with the regulatory, um, it, it will change. They are pushing um, towards simpler ad hoc payment. Um, 
will it be credit card, the physical credit card, or will it be something that you already have in your uh, smartphone, like Google Pay, Apple Pay, things like that, uh, which, which I, I personally think it's the future. <laughs> the plastic credit card is a little bit bad, uh, the, the history. But these kind of um, activities, the, uh, the regulatory is, is, is doing so that um, to making it easy for them uh, all end users to use the service because yeah so de definitely the regulatory is is, is uh, affecting in in different areas and then of course um, regulatory has impact on on the technical car uh, specification uh, of of the system so uh, one one of the thing things that uh, is uh, People sometimes ask why, uh, for example, in, in EV charging, they talk about smart charging. And smart charging means that the, the, the units, the physical chargers that you see uh, in different locations, they are connected and they are controllable, so you can control. But the reason for, for the smart charging is exactly because we want to connect electric vehicle charging with the energy system. And the only way to do that is that you are, they are IoT devices connected and you can, you can control. So the, these kind of things, the regulatory is, is pushing and um, making, let's say, all things fit, fit together. Of course, players, uh, companies in, in this industry, they have also important role to develop and test and also, you know, regulatory is not always uh, right, uh, right with that decision. So kind of like, you know, show, show the way what, what will be the future. Yeah, it uh, takes a while for us to see the, the benefits of regulatory, I would say, but um, it is a, a, an ecosystem of, of players and, and you have to get them all in alignment, but it takes uh, the right infrastructure to do this. One of the things that I'm seeing a pretty common pattern is companies who are the most agile and able to operate in these new markets tend to not run in their old school data center. So I'm guessing you're, are you running your infrastructure in the cloud? Um, if so, which, which cloud are you running in? Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we are running it on, on Microsoft Azure and uh, yeah, it's, it's a multi-tenant. Uh, we use uh, Microsoft uh, services, so cloud native. So because of course we, we need to think about, I mean, there are several reasons. Uh, scalability is of course one uh, time to market uh, one. And then of course, nowadays extremely important is the security. You need to build this platforms secure because you know in a way that we are connected to very very critical infrastructure so it needs to be secure so that's the reason why, why we um, have done it as we have done yeah what uh what regions are you operating in uh, currently our customers are in europe uh, in, in different countries um, as I was uh, telling, we, we are based in Helsinki, Finland, uh, so Nordic countries, and we are fortunate to, to come from, from, uh, from this area because if you look at the global uh, statistics, the Nordic countries are quite advanced when it comes to their electric vehicles. 
I mean, Norway is totally on, on the different chart. So to say they, I think last year, 95% of the new vehicles were EVs. Uh, but all, all the other uh, Nordic countries like Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Iceland are also. And basically, we are the top five countries globally. Of course, we are small markets. Uh, but we are, let's say, culture-wise uh, and, and many way of doing business, we are one, one area. So, of course, we are fortunate that we come from there because we think that we can, so to say, take a peek into the future in our home market and then kind of like, you know, test, test here, launch here and, and then expand to um, other markets because the, the fact is that uh, even the Nordic together it's on global scale it's a quite small market so yeah but it's still very much the tip of the spear or the when it comes to the future I feel like the Nordic countries um, from a lot of API industries I'm seeing but are, are similar to California how California is for the US where um, the the forward you know the things that happen here tend to become the laws or become the the practices elsewhere so i think y'all y'all are just thinking ahead of the game and and being very very innovative and progressive and helping us solve the world's problems the rest of the world just needs to follow fall in line and be and follow your lead um so what is what's the biggest challenges for you in in the next year as a business trying to trying to make your way forward well, um, as I was telling that um, our concept, let's say, architecture, or th our thinking of the business architecture is a little bit different. So uh, all our cons uh, competitors are talking about that, you know, we have this vertical monolith that everything runs there. You have all the data, all the services, everything there. And, you know, it's just fired up and you have the service up and running and we, we come with the message that you should think about you know how, how do you integrate with different existing assets different systems how do you uh, connect with different ecosystems so we are our message is it's it's a different so of course when you you are uh, doing it alone it takes a while because all the competitors are kind of like speaking with this uh, <laughs> singing with the same notes in, in a way so um, kind of like getting traction customers showing kind of like uh, that is I would say uh, the focus um, uh, at the moment. Um, then the other, other, other thing is, as I was telling that, yes, we have now uh, quite many customers from the Nordic, of course, and some from uh, continental Europe. So, of course, to expand to other markets, grow faster, run faster, kind of like, you know, improve all the time the, the things and, uh, you know, be brave enough to test things. Some things don't work. Then you do it, uh, test something else, kind of like you know, it's it's a it's a constant uh, fight um, against the market. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a. Uh, I think it's an API first reality for me because it allows you to be agile, nimble, flexible, try new things, see what works, um, and when something works, you do that thing and, and you focus and and provide a really good service there. So I think I think you all are doing a, a 
interesting job and it's in an industry that's fast changing and and i think there's a there's a future as long as you can remain competitive and, and offer a good service so i think it's a it's an important business to be running yeah thanks and yeah and as as, as we were talking you women's api first we had the first one uh, talking about that which is something that we noticed on our customer side then that actually uh Sometimes they think, they, let's say their mindset is that we go out for to buy this vertical monolite. So it's kind of like, you know, they expect the customers to tell, you know, what it is, how much does it cost? And then, you know, that's it. When we, when we discuss with the customers, of course, um, the IT uh, departments or digital departments, how you, how you call them, they are involved because these guys need to be involved to understand that, okay, how the APIs are connected, um, how well we have documented, how, can, how they can test the APIs. So it's, it's a little bit different, kind of like the buying process for the customer and also the people uh, on customer side are a little bit different when they discuss with us then they discuss with, with um, our competitors. So we kind of like need to learn also that, that how, we, how we treat the, the people the right way. Yeah, but it sounds like another good way to stand out from your competitors and, and differentiate yourself and, and show, show the value in what you're offering. So, um, I mean, it, it, it really speaks to the API first message for me. And it's definitely why I reach out to companies like you to be on the show because it, uh, um, it just it, it shows the future of doing business for me. It, it shows how um, not just in environmental or, or energy, but in, in any industry, you want to be agile, nimble. You want to you want to work with your partners in, in ways like this that are flexible and, and easy to integrate with. Well documented, you said, you know, all of those things really matter a lot. And, and then well, if, if you think about the end user, think about what, what, what are the, you know, the basically limited options of designing new type of services, new type of revenue streams when you can with uh, APIs connect different things. I, I think we are just kind of like uh, touching the tip of the iceberg, uh, kind of like what is the logical, but I mean, it, 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 I believe that we just have started a journey that will be actually very exciting and uh, open new doors and new possibilities and we just need to go ahead and you know do things do you think it'll just always be f this fast changing um and you'll just have to keep adapting as a business and that's just the nature of doing business in a in a post uh oil and gas industry you think energy industry <laughs> Uh, well, I, I believe at least the next 10 years will be extremely uh, uh, because uh, as I was telling, uh, looking at the Norway, um, I have been in the e-mobility sector, so this sector about 10 years now, and I would say that Norway kind of like, they are now somewhere where, let's say, big Western, okay, some of the developed countries are at the moment but then we have to remember at the same time the technology is developing so uh, when they started for example api first platforms were non-existent so it's kind of like you know that you see that the technology de develops the market develops and then the regulatory and all, all this so i i think it will be extremely exciting times yeah agreed 
Well, I, I appreciate you stopping by today and sharing your story. It's I, I love a good API first story and, and one that's benefiting society and, and, and the world when it comes to the environment, I think is even more notable. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. Thanks. Thanks again to Juha for stopping by. For more on Juha, you can find them on LinkedIn and Emabler at emabler.com. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane, and until next time, cheers. Cheers.